Amen. So good to see y'all. So good to see you. Amen. Glory to God. Right, let me just look at you. I missed you last week. And uh, it was awesome. We were in uh, Naples, Florida at Faith TV and the, their church that they're launching, uh, Faith Church Naples with Brother Tracy Harris and Dr. Andre and Jenny Raybert. And uh, it was so good to be there, but I'm glad to see y'all. Amen. So good to be here. Everybody have a great week. Yeah, you look like you had an interesting week. That's what I'm seeing on the faces. How many people know that's changing this morning? Yeah, anybody? Your, your situation's changing this morning? Anybody, anybody going to walk out of here different than how they came in? Are you sure? Are you positive? It, do we have a good God? Yeah, do we have a good God? Does he do good things for his people? Does he delight in the prosperity of his servants? Yeah, does he make you the head and not the tail? Above and not beneath? Yeah, the lender and not the borrower? So what's he doing in your life? Is he healing you? Is he delivering us? Yeah, is he protecting us? All the stuff the devil throws at us is nothing but lies. But God, who's rich in mercy and great right, who loves us with an everlasting love, right? Is that true or is that just a fairy tale in a dream? Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just checking. Just seeing if I'm preaching to the right crowd this morning. Amen. Huh? I need to tell a joke. The devil thinks he's something. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> Many times we listen to him, and we shouldn't. That's not a joke. He throws stuff at people, and they tend to, tend to take it as fact over what God said, and uh, we need to stop doing that. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. It doesn't matter what you see or what you face. God's bigger. His arm's not short that he can't reach you. God is moving on your behalf. Many times I would say if we could pull back the veil between the physical and the spiritual, we would see that God was working fully on our behalf. Amen? And, and then if we saw that, we would go, I'm not worried about this. This is no big deal. No big deal at all. Like, it's not a big deal. But, see, we, we've grown so accustomed to how the world's taught us that everything we face is such a big deal, and so something happens, and our brain in the flesh will run to the worst-case scenario. Right? And I, I ask this question often. How many times, how many times have you been sitting in a situation you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it? How many times? And yet you're, you made it. You're sitting here today. You made it. Like, how is that possible, right? <laughs> how is that possible? Don't you remember that feeling? How am I going to make it? I don't know what I'm going to do. This is never, I don't know how this is going to work out. And yet it worked out, and you're sitting here this morning. So what he tries to throw at you this morning, it's the same thing. He's just trying to get you to accept the counterfeit instead of what that word says, you see. But God, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm talking to the right crowd this morning. Go away for a week and everybody gets beat up. Don't let the devil beat you up. Don't let the devil beat you up. You know, uh, Barrett said it, I think it was on, this, on the broadcast this week. She said, we're going to get to the end of time and the devil's going to be revealed for who he is. And all of a sudden, didn't you say that? 
He's going to be revealed for who he is. And, and all of a sudden, uh, everybody's going to go, is this the one? Like, is that him? Like, I look like this. It should be like this. Is that him? Like, that's the one that did that? Oh, that's not right. Why'd we put up with that? Why'd we put up with that? Why'd we put up with that? Why'd we listen to him? Why'd we let him talk us into doing stuff our flesh wanted, but God didn't want us to do? Why'd we do that? Is that the one? What a pipsqueak. <laughs> what a pipsqueak. Some people are like, what's he doing? I don't know yet. I'm just waiting to hear from the Lord as to what I'm doing next. Right now I'm seeing if there's any faith in the room. I thought I might have heard a tremor of it. I'm not sure. Have anybody that's going to receive today? Amen. Now y'all can't, you know, used to, this happened all the time. I'd go away on a trip and man, I'd be, the Lord would honor and favor me, and there'd be such an expectation, be in a meeting, a revival's breaking out, and I'd come back home, and everybody's like, oh, hey, Pastor, hope you had a good week. We can't do that anymore. No, we just stay in expectation all the time, in expectation all the time. God's doing something. He's doing something this morning. He's doing something in you today. Amen. Amen. See, it, the issue is, I will we'll teach on this a lot, is that people don't understand the difference in the three parts of man. That They are three parts. They are spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is the spirit man made in the image and likeness of God. If we're born again, we, we are been renewed and have a new spirit just like him, made righteous just like him as he is, so are we in this world. Then we have a flesh, that's the body, that's what you see in the mirror, and in it is the corruption of sin. So the flesh is always fighting against the spirit. The flesh is, the flesh is always fighting against the spirit of God. It wants to do its own thing. And, uh, but here's one of the things, in the soul, that's really where the decisions are made. Then the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. The mind, will, and emotions. And so we have an input from the flesh man and an input from the spirit man. You can see both of those at the end of Romans chapter 7. And you see both of those inputs and then your mind, the mind, will, and emotion decides who you're going to be and what you're going to choose, right? Now the issue is this world has taught us to listen more to the voice of the flesh and turn up the voice of the flesh higher than the voice of the spirit. Hopefully in this church and by listening to the broadcast each day, you're learning that you have a, there's a different voice. You're learning that there's a different voice. And that voice of the inner man is the real you. The real you. The real you. That's who you are. Remember in the story, it, it was actually happened. It wasn't just a parable. Remember the rich man and the beggar Lazarus? Not, not Lazarus who died and Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. But there was another man named Lazarus who was a beggar. And that beggar uh, and the rich man both died. And while they were, one was in uh, basically in hell and one was basically in 
what's called the bosom of Abraham, that's paradise. And in that place, they could remember, they felt things. The, the rich man being in hell, he was in torture, he was thirsty, he could remember, he could think, he could talk. He, he actually wanted something to drink, but yet he's a spirit. Where's his body? Buried on the earth. Where's his brain? Buried on the earth. See, there's more going on than what the devil has tried to get people to think. And so what he'll do is he'll turn up the voice of the flesh, and all of a sudden he'll throw stuff at you and throw stuff at, at you through your flesh, man. And then we have been taught to think, well, that's who I am. I'm just a sorry sinner. You know, I'm just, I'm just horrible. I just have these thoughts all the time. I just can't believe I'm even thinking this right now. I can't even believe it. And oh my goodness, then the devil throws stuff at you. We're like, oh, what are we going to do? There it is, facing me right in the face. Well, how many times has stuff been facing the people of God right in the face? Staring them right in the face. And yet God, in his great love and mercy, he opened up a pathway. In the, middle of, in the middle of a rock in a hard place, he splits the rock, he splits the sea, he causes us to walk across on dry land. We don't even come across with muddy shoes, amen? We're coming across. We don't even have a trace that we went through something. We just walked through. Yeah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. And many times, many, many times, you know, the flesh... And the Bible says that our flesh carries with it the corruption of sin. And it says that our flesh, the father of our corrupted flesh, is the devil. In other words, that sin nature is passed on to our flesh. The devil's sin nature is passed on in our flesh. Every person has that until we receive a new glorified body if we're born again. All right? But the issue is that many times either through our own flesh was built in from him or some demon or devil comes to you and throws a thought in your head and says, oh, you're just this. And we hear the temptation and we, and we think we are that sin. If you're born again, you're not that sin, but it is still going to try and tempt you. But that doesn't mean that's who you are. You have a new identity. You have a new identity. You have a new nature. You, and the thing is, the devil tries to say, well, you just got to do that. You got to do whatever sin tells you to do. You got to do who you are. I, that's not who I am. Yeah. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I can tell it no. And so some week, you'll come along and the devil will be like, he'll throw stuff at you and he'll throw all kinds of stuff, car issues and money issues and health issues and, and this and that and sin issues and all kinds of stuff. He's just throwing stuff out there. And, and what he's doing, he's going around as a roaring lion, seeking, who can I devour today? Who can I devour? Let me tell you who he can't devour. The person he can't devour is the one who knows who they are in Christ. Who knows we have a good God. Who knows that today is the day of salvation. And I may have struggled with all that stuff all week long. But I know today is my day of salvation. Lord, you're so good. You're so mighty. And Lord, I receive that victory from you today. Regardless of how I feel. Regardless of how I felt. I receive it today. I know that I've got stuff to work out. But that's not who I am. I am a new creation in Christ. I am, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what he's made me. 
It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I still have feelings of the flesh. But I'm turning up the volume on the real man, the spirit man. I'm turning up the volume on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to align myself more with the spirit of God than I align myself with the spirit of the flesh. I'm going to align myself more with the spirit of God than I am with the flesh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see those truths and I'm going to take them as my promise and I'm going to receive them. It's what we're talking about today. I'm going to receive them as my promise. See, the issue is many times we've not received our true identity. It's there, it's out there, just like many people have not received salvation. It's there, it's out there, it's waiting on anybody that'll have it, but many people have not received it. We're just like that, we've not received our true identity. We still think that we're the old dirty sinner, and there's plenty of religious churches that will teach you that. That's not who you are. That's not what the Bible says you are at all. If you're born again, you are not that sinner anymore. Either you're the sinner or you're born again, but you can't be both. You can't be both. That doesn't mean you don't have stuff to work out. You do. You got stuff in the flesh to put down. You got thoughts. You got, you got temptations. You have sin that's still in this flesh. But God's given us the power over this flesh to submit it and put it down. To discipline ourselves. To put that flesh down and be who you were created to be. Take on that new identity. Amen? Amen. Have anybody that's going to walk in that from this day forward? Never going back. Lord, I receive it by faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Still looking at you. I got a message for you today, very specific, that the Lord brought up to me. Just trying to decide if you're ready to receive it. So are you? Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, I think, I think you need to get hungry. I don't think you're hungry this morning. It's like just sitting there, like, yeah, just, just feed me, preacher. Put some food in my mouth. I mean, are, are you the overcomers, the Bible said? Are you the more than conquerors, or are you just on spiritual life support? Which one? Don't look at me. I'm waiting on you. I'm ready to go. It's not me and you, it's you and God. Maybe close your eyes and just start talking to him. <laughs> Thank you, Father. 
God's looking for some people that'll get hungry for them. Regardless of how they feel, regardless of what they see. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the whole earth to see whose heart is pure towards him, that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for people that want to be used by him strongly. Who is that? Well, when are you going to preach the message? Apparently, this is the message. Lord, I'm going to be used by you. Lord, I'm hungry for you. I won't be held back. Just purpose your heart right now to receive from him, to be strengthened by him. I will not stay at the same place. I'm receiving from you today. I will not be held back. Lord, I'm going to be used by you. I won't let the devil throw all kinds of garbage at me and accept it. I am not a garbage dump. I am not a garbage dump. I'm made in the image and likeness of Christ. I am his righteousness. I am not a garbage dump. Why are you letting the devil dump his garbage at your house? Like he's got a right to? No. All you got to do is tell him no. Yeah, right now, I know, I can see it. People have allowed him to pull up to their house. They didn't call the cops. They didn't use their spiritual authority. All of a sudden, he backs up the dump, the dump truck of all his spiritual garbage, and people have just allowed it. Just said, oh yeah, dump it right here on my lawn. <laughs> it's time for that to be over. It's time for that to be over. And I want you to understand something. You might be thinking, well, that's not me. Well, how about this? How about the lack that's been in your life? How about the lack of lo- your life looking like heaven? How about the rest of that? Yeah, Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm not going to be held back anymore. I'm going forward. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm not going to be held back. I'm not going to be held back. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, I'm moving up. I'm moving abundance for every good work. Lord, I'm the head and not the tail. I am not the dumping point for the devil. I am not the dumping point for all of his garbage, for all of his temptation, for all of his sin. I am not the devil's dumping point. I'm a child of God, and I will not be denied. I have the promises of God. I'm going to walk in them. By my hands, people will be healed. By my hands, they will be set free and delivered. I'll lead them to Christ. I will make disciples. My life in itself, I will receive. I'm not going to be held back. I'm going to walk in it. Lord, I am not the dumping ground of the devil and his demons. I'm not the dumping ground. I'm not the dumping ground. I've had enough of that. That's the way most of my life has been. But it's over in Jesus' name. I'm not the dumping ground. I'm not the dumping ground of average. I'm not the dumping ground of mediocre. 
I'm not the dumping ground of lack. I'm not the dumping ground of bad health. I'm not the dumping ground of bondage. I'm not the dumping ground of any plan of the enemy. None. No. I am the place that receives the glory of God. All of His goodness. And He's going to show it to me. It's going to flow through me. It's going to bring life to me and the people around me. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Many people are waiting on the Lord to do something. He's already done it. He's already finished. God's waiting on us to become receivers of it. By faith to reach out and grab a hold of it. To take it. To take it. To take it. Woo. Do I have anybody that's going to receive it today? Lord, I'm not going to be held back. I'm tired of being average. I'm tired of being mediocre. Lord, this time is over. I'm not the dumping ground anymore. Never again. Never again. Sometimes there's thoughts, temptation thoughts, sinful thoughts. The devil comes by and he just tries to dump it in your life. Stop receiving it. Stop accepting it. No, I don't even receive that. Go on. Resist Him. Our job is to resist Him. Thank you, Lord. No, I don't have to receive that thought. I don't have to sit in that temptation. No, I'm not His dumping ground. Just receive right now. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, I receive your anointing that breaks every yoke. Brings every revelation. I receive your anointing. Now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it. In Jesus name. Let that anointing flow now. Let that anointing flow now. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus name. I'm not the dumping ground. I'm not the dumping ground. I'm not the dumping ground. No, I'm the receiver of God's good things. I'm the receiver of His blessing. His blessing is His covenant. He's in covenant with me, and I'm in covenant with Him. I will take what He gives me, I will receive it, and I will use those things to do every good work. Win souls, make disciples, walk in power, walk in revelation, walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and have a daily intimate fellowship with my Father through Jesus Christ. I'm walking in His abundance. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Just thank Him right now for what He's doing. Well, I don't know what He's doing. doesn't matter. It's who He is. Start thanking Him. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you right now. Thank you right now. Thank you right now. I receive your mercy and your grace right now. I receive all of that old stuff broken off, and it'll never be the same. I'm not the dumping ground, but I am the receiver of his glory and grace. Are you? Yeah, amen. Receive it now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hey, yeah. 
Bono Bono Mosa Bain, Carabo, Bremi Make a Day, Bono Mosa Bo, Banana Mosa Bo, Brahma Adaye today. Just receive that strength and that mercy and that grace for everything right now. Just lift your hands. Hotan and O, Somlano, Bandu Kobre, in the name of Jesus. Kusivedi, O Bromo, yeah, joy of the Lord, fill and overflow. Fill and overflow in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Buddy, just lift your hands. Say, I'm not the dumping ground. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a carrier of His glory and His anointing. That's who you are. You are able and adequate as a minister of God. You are able and adequate. You're not the dumping ground. You're not the dumping ground of a little bit of lack here and a little bit. No! You are the receiver of an overflow in Jesus' name. Of an overflow in Jesus' name. <laughs> you are too. You are too. No longer the dumping ground. No longer the dumping ground of those thoughts that would hold you down and pull you down. No, you are the receiver of the thoughts of heaven. You are the receiver of His glory and all of His goodness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing, doing the work. Both of y'all come up here. Take hands. <laughs> you are going to know everything to do. Now don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just receive right now. The Lord's going to show you. He's going to show you how to clean things up. He's going to show you how to make things right. Everything that you think you don't know, He knows. Everything you think he, that you don't know, He knows it. He's going to show you. You don't have to be worried about it. You don't have to be concerned. And for goodness sakes, don't make anything up. Don't make it up in Jesus' name. Don't make it up. He's got you. He's leading you right down that path in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Now listen to this. Now receive that. In Jesus' name. God has no plans for your calamity or your loss. He has no plans for your loss or going backwards. There's no plans for that. Every step getting brighter and brighter. There's no plans. Now are you going to receive His plans as done? In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, joy. Joy, help. Now when I walked in here, y'all were barely going to receive anything. Now you're receiving. <laughs> 
God's so good. Doesn't he know how to help us? <laughs> I said, doesn't he know how to help us? Oh, hey, there you are. If I was a blind man, would I know you were here? Trying to figure that out. Ha, ha, ha. Faith uses your mouth. Faith confesses. Faith thanks. Faith receives. Lord, I receive it. I take your blessings. I take your grace. And Lord, I thank you for it. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Philippians 4 tells us that when we pray, we pray, we have prayer, petition, with thanksgiving. That prayer means that prayer in the English actually means worship. Petition is what we would call prayer, where we're laying out the things we're praying for, but then we finish it always with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, you're giving this to me. You know, it's hard for us to give thanks if we don't believe that we've actually received it. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what to think about these forward fallers. You know, I had a leading yesterday to not ask you where you were going. And I was about to, and the Lord said, don't ask you where you're going. Traveling from New Hampshire to get down here. <laughs> you surprised me. <laughs> you thought you were hungry till you got here this morning. We all need to increase our hunger, including me. Yeah, we need to increase it. Thank y'all for being here. I love y'all so much. So, amen. <laughs> I was about to ask him. I was on the phone with him yesterday, and I was thinking, you said, we're driving, and Brandy's taking a nap. And I was thinking, it was nice of him to, you know, tell everybody that you were taking a nap. Of course, I just did it, so it's really me. But... Um, I thought, where are you driving long enough to take a nap? <laughs> I didn't think you were heading the, uh, over towards Tennessee till tomorrow. So anyway, I'm glad I didn't ask. That was a blessing. Brandy, Corey and Brandy Johnston from uh, New Hampshire, been partners with ministry for a long time. Glad to have you here this morning. So, Roderick Leach, been across the world, ministering the gospel. Here, come here, sir. So, this message this morning is for you. There's some things you're going to see in it, and it's going to change some things. It's going to bring about some of the, some of the things of God, not, not just what I've ministered so far, but the rest of it. Father, thank you for your anointing and your grace. Lord, let him take this word and your gospel and your anointing Around the world, so but around the world, and in your grace and the fullness of it, in Jesus' name, glory to God. Help them stand back up and come on here. So more, yeah, and joy, joy, joy of the Holy Ghost. In joy, in Jesus' name, with joy we draw from the wells of salvation. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord, that your joy may be full. We need to learn more about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord will help us. It'll strengthen us. It'll break stuff off of us. 
We need to learn how to get in the joy, especially when the devil is trying to make you a dumpster. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. Okay, now I'm ready to preach. Amen. Whoo. <laughs> now, I want you to open up your spirit. And uh, as the word, you hear the word and the gospel preached to you, receive that. Just say it right now. Say, Lord, I'm going to receive everything you speak in Jesus' name. Now, notice I didn't tell you I'm going to receive everything Pastor Brian says. I may say it, but if it's not the Lord, then don't receive it. You receive what the Lord says. In Acts 17, it says the Bereans were more noble than them all because they took what was preached. They went and studied the scriptures to see if it was so. That's a noble action. In other words, you don't just take what I say. Does what I say line up with the counsel of the word? And if you don't know, if you hear something ever that you think, I don't know if that's so, bring it up as a question. Bring it up. I don't mind. I love questions like that. And because that way, if I'm wrong, we can find out. And if you just don't know it, you can get revelation of it. Amen? <laughs> I like seeing the joy of the Lord. Amen. That's good. Hallelujah. Now, recently, I want to tell you this this morning. What I'm bringing to you, I'm going to, I'm going to seek to be short with it, seeing as I've already ministered for 30 minutes. But I'm going to seek to be short with it. But the issue is, this message the Lord highlighted to me in the middle of this week, he said, this is what I want you to say to Boomerang this Sunday. So this to me is a word straight from the Lord for you. For whoever's sitting here and whoever's watching this, it is by design, by God's glorious design, not just chance. Not just chance. You're hearing this this morning, God wants you to hear it. Okay, so that's a timely word, a rhema word, specifically for you. And today what we're talking about is how to grow your receiving. How to grow your receiving. We need to know how to receive. Because if we don't know how to receive, we're never going to be able to give. We have to know how to receive. We have to know how to receive. Now, one of the things that's important uh, in this is that we get to the place where it's easy to receive. Easy to receive. When we're talking about in the series, this may actually be a part of that series on the two parts of life. And the two parts of life is receive love from God, part one, and part two, give love back to God. A lot of people try to put the cart before the horse. They try to give love to God before they've received love from God and it doesn't work, and then they're frustrated. They're like, God, I'm trying to please you. I'm trying to do it right. But they never received the empowerment of love to actually do it. You know, it says in 1 John 4, we love because. There's a reason why we can love. We love because he first loved us. So when we receive his love, it empowers us to love. You can see right there the two parts of life. We receive love first, then we give love. Remember it says, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's the goodness of God. It's not, it's not pressure that causes men to change. It, it's the goodness for good change, good repentance. Repentance just simply means change. 
and changing the way you think, changing your actions on it. It's the goodness of God that leads men to change. It's not pressure. It's His goodness. When we receive His goodness, it just we just here's the natural progression after that. Lord, you would pour that out on me? How will I not? Like, give back to you. Like, I've received, you bless me so much, I want to bless you. And now, you have a heart issue of giving instead of just a list or a trying to do good. I actually want to do good. I want to change. So, in order, one of the things the devil does is he tries to get us to be bad receivers so we won't receive the goodness of God. And if we won't receive the goodness of God, it's very, it's going to be impossible for us to give back that goodness of God. So, as we spend a few moments this morning learning and getting in a better position to receive, what am I doing to you? I'm not just like getting on to you because you're not receiving. I'm helping teach and guide you into the place where you can receive whether you feel like it or not. This is the same practice and principles that I put into place when I don't feel like receiving. And that's actually quite often. I don't feel like receiving today. Well, tough luck, flesh. You're going to receive from the Spirit of God. You're going to receive. And I'll just start praising. I'll start getting myself in a position to receive. Because if I'm not in a position to receive, how am I ever going to give? How am I ever going to give? Right? You know, not, not, to, not to pick on anybody, but, but, you know, let me pick on somebody. All right. Uh, like, okay, give me a million dollars right now. Give me a million dollars right now. Now, the issue is she can't. That's my wife, so I get to pick on her anyway. And uh, she'll pick on me later, I guess. But here's the issue. She can't. Why? Because she doesn't have it. She has to receive it first before she can give it. You can't give what you haven't received. So one of the things the devil does is he tries to get us into the place where we are not good receivers. And that's what we're talking about today is how to grow your receiving. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says this. It says, out of an abundance you will do every good work or every good deed. You have to have the abundance first. You have to have the abundance first. How do you think the disciples were able to give three and a half years of their life to Jesus? Like they just quit their jobs. They all have families. They just quit their jobs and went with Jesus. Well, let's just go with Jesus and he'll feed us wherever we go. Like they hadn't even seen the desert yet. They hadn't even seen the fishes and loaves and fishes multiplying yet. How do they know that's going to happen? They don't. So what gave them the ability to go for three and a half years? One big catch. They received. Remember, Jesus came by and he said, let me give you an opportunity to give an offering. And so he said, I want you to sow your boat so that I can preach the gospel. He sowed, Peter sows his boat, Jesus preaches the gospel, and then Jesus said, hey, it's not, I'm not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, right, in that scripture. So this principle is at play, even though it hadn't been penned yet. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. He sowed his living into me, gave me time when he was done working for the day. Now let him reap a harvest. Let him receive a harvest. All of a sudden he says, throw your net on, throw your net on that side. You know? And all of a sudden, a big catch of fish comes into the boat. So much so, it starts to sink the boat. So much so that he has to call his other partners. 
so much so, so big of a catch, it starts to sink the partner's boat. That's a big blessing, y'all. Tell your neighbor, say, that's a big blessing, y'all. Because we are in North Carolina. That's a big blessing. It gave them the seed that they needed to go and do ministry out of an abundance to do every good work. It kick-started that ministry like that. But they had to be receivers first. They had to be receivers first. Now, one of the interesting things is that, you know, people look at that and they're just like, well, look at what God poured out on them. He just like, did that. No, it, it didn't happen like that. He asked them for something first. He said, hey, will you, what you do have, which is your boat, will you sow that to me? Sow to me your boat. And that put him, what was Jesus doing? Getting him in the position to receive. Because Jesus knew the principle, God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So we use that and think about that a lot of times in the negative sense because this world has taught us to think about the negative sense. Well, if you sow sin, you're going to reap a harvest of death. And that's true. But we never, a lot of times, we haven't thought about it on the positive side. If I sow good things, I'm going to reap good things. It works frontwards and backwards. It works either way. It just depends on what you put in. You put in garbage, you get out garbage. You put in blessing, you get out blessing. So there's a system set up. So Jesus said, hey, this guy's not ready to receive. He can't even catch a fish. Fishing. He's been fishing all night, and he, he's a professional fisherman. He ain't caught nothing. Anybody ever felt like that in your job? Like, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I'm doing everything I know to do. Ain't no fish getting in my net. Like, I don't even know. Jesus said, this guy's not in position to receive. He's trained. He grew up on the lake. He fished all night. Called nothing. Called nothing. He's like, is he in a position to receive? No. Jesus says, let me get him in a position to receive. Hey, Peter, I know you don't have any fish. (laughs) I know you don't have... He probably didn't do that, but I thought it. And uh, I know you don't have any fish, but what do you have? You got a boat I can use for ministry. Will you sew that boat into me? For, you know, give me some time and let me use the resources of your business. Give me some time and let me use the resources of your business. All of a sudden, what, what happens? Peter sows his boat into him. Then he says, throw your nets on this side. And Peter's response is, Lord, we fished all night. Like, we're fishermen. We know what we're doing, apparently. How is, it, how is it that we as a people can be so prideful? Well, I know, I know the promises of God. Looks like it. <laughs> Looks like it. You are a pitcher of health. <laughs> your, your bank account is amazing. Because <laughs> God blesses those. He blesses those. He delights in the prosperity of his servant. See, Jesus could not be blessed because the Bible makes a promise that when you are obedient, to God, you'll be blessed. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Jesus was willing and obedient. He had to be blessed in that way. People that say that Jesus wasn't blessed, they do not know Scripture. They don't know Scripture. The whole point was to be a blessing. You know, look at Deuteronomy 28. He's telling us the difference between the blessing and curse so that we will, in Deuteronomy 30, choose life. He's saying these are the difference makers. Choose the right way. Choose it. 
choose the right decisions. So how is it that we can be looking at our lives and feel like we've arrived? I'm telling you, this whole church, even though we may stand out with other churches in terms of testimonies and healing and you know, Parkinson gone and livers being healed and, and uh, diabetes being healed and fibromyalgia. And we may be, we may be, all of these are notable miracles that have happened in, in the walls of this church. But the point is that we are just barely getting started. Because he says, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. We're just barely scratching the surface of his glory. Just think about that. See, some people go, golly, we're just barely getting going. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're just barely getting going. How much more is out there? Yeah. Glory to God. How much more is there in God? Yeah. Like it just took the cap off. So how is it that we can get all religious? I was like, well, we saw the glory of God and somebody prayed in tongues the other day and they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, whoop de doo that should be normal. Yes, you should have that, absolutely, and it's a big deal. But why is it that we're sitting there acting like we've arrived? Let's just, let's just humble ourselves and get hungry for the things of God. Get hungry for His things. Lord, who cares that you got perfect attendance when you were in Sunday school? I don't care if you got all those pins. Can you pray for somebody and they get healed? Are you leading people to the Lord? Are you making disciples? Is your life disciplined after the Lord? Do you have supernatural revelation? Not just the pastor, every believer. Let's get real. Are we seeing the glory of the Lord come into our lives? And if we're not, let's stop being the dumping ground because if we're not seeing the glory of heaven come into our lives, on some level, we've received the dump. We want to walk in that. We don't condemn ourselves because we're not there yet. We just keep going. We just keep going after him, you see? So in the two parts of life, we have to be good receivers so that we can be good givers. So he tells Peter, give me your boat. Peter sows that seed. It doesn't make sense to him. Everything doesn't even look right. All of a sudden, he says, throw your net on the other side. And, and he put Peter in a position to be a good receiver. He put Peter, he gave Peter, and, and hear this word, the opportunity. Peter didn't have to do it, but he gave Peter the opportunity to sow and move into a position to receive. To sow and move into a position to receive. Do you understand that's exactly what sin or righteousness does? Every time you're faced with sin or a temptation or you're faced with the ability to be righteous or not be righteous, it's an opportunity to move into a position to be blessed or back up into a position of death and lack. But it, there's an opportunity there. So see, when we see sin and temptation, we shouldn't say, oh man, I'm having this temptation, I'm just a horrible person. No, I have an opportunity right now. Lord, I choose you. And you move into the position to receive. You move into that position. We talked several weeks ago on the broadcast uh, on how to solidify your faith. And those five things that we pointed out, and we're going to go over these in detail as we go, but I wanted to give you these five things. Number one, to solidify your faith, believe in His absolute love. Number two, believe that He is. That He is everything I need Him to be. Three, believe 
that you are made righteous. If you're born again, you are made righteous and have a right to things. Four, believe that you have received. That's what we're talking about today. And then five, grow in fervent, heartfelt, boiling prayers. So number one, believe in his absolute love. Two, believe that he is. Three, believe in your righteousness. Four, believe that you have received. And then five, grow in fervent, heartfelt, boiling prayers. Now, in looking at this, how to grow our receiving, many people have a revelation to give. How many people feel like you know it is God to give? Right. For God so loved that he gave. That he gave. That's who God is. We have a revelation to give. But I want want to point out something to you. Remember the scripture where it says, to as many as, as would receive him, he received his own. He's not just a giver. He's a receiver. Does he receive our worship? Does he receive our offerings? He receives. He's not just a giver. He's a receiver. And so many people have, many people have a revelation to give, but I've found that very few people actually have a revelation. I'm not just talking about a trivial knowledge of they know it's right. I'm talking about a revelation where it comes alive to you. Many people have a revelation to give. Many don't as well, but many people do not have a revelation to receive, to receive. But the issue is we can't give until we receive. We can't give. So we need a revelation of both giving and receiving. In Philippians 4.15, by the Holy Spirit's breath, Paul pens this. Now concerning giving and receiving. They go together. They go together. They're one. Now concerning giving and receiving. So we need not only a revelation of giving, but we need a revelation of receiving. We need a revelation of receiving. You know, when the devil comes and tries to make you his dumping ground and his dumpster and dump a bunch of garbage, the issue is we've learned to receive from the wrong source. We've learned to receive from the wrong source. We just receive that like it's true news. But it's not. Oh, you're trying to tell me that this is going to happen and this is going to be stolen from me? But... If I receive that, I've got to also receive that God won't supply. So we'll receive the bad news, but we're not receiving that God will supply for all of those issues. And the devil's trying to get us to believe that we won't be good receivers. We need a revelation of reception of God's good things. So no matter what the devil throws at us, what is it that God doesn't have that will overcome that? There's nothing. There's nothing. All of a sudden, you have a situation come up, and and it's like, oh, God doesn't have something big enough to overcome that? Well, I don't know what to do. Oh, God doesn't have the wisdom to get it? We need to become receivers of His promise and have a revelation of who He is and who we are and what He wants to do about it more than what the devil's up to. Who cares what the devil's up to? Like, Like God can't handle it. Like, oh. You know, I, I love Keith Moore to say, you know, you, you got to pay a bill or something. You know, you need an extra extra $15,000. And he's like, sometimes we act like that's a revelation to God, like God didn't see it coming, you know. He, he said, like he'll be up in heaven like, oh, 
He needs $15,000. Oh, Gabriel, Michael, come here. Did y'all know about this? Oh my goodness, I just found out like I didn't know. And he didn't have a plan and a supply for it. Like he's got it. Remember, pull back the curtain and see what God's up to. Who cares what the devil's up to? God's being God. God's being God. He's being a good, loving father with all supply, with all sufficiency. Glory to God. Have you read 2 Corinthians 9? and ver- put, up, put up verse 8, I believe it is. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I believe that's the right one. Have you read it? And look at all the absolutes that God says by the Holy Ghost to the church. And you are His church. Have you read this? And God is able to make all... How much? All. Amen. Look, y'all are receiving now. All grace... Get a little bit to you. Abound. Abound to you. So that sometime... Always having some sufficiency. All sufficiency in some things. In everything, you may have a little bit. An abundance for every good deed. Like this is God's will for you all the time. This is His will. What's the devil going to bring up that this verse doesn't cover? What's the devil going to bring up that that verse doesn't cover? Now the issue is, you say, well, well, pastor, I was believing that. And then this happened. Like, I just don't know if that works all the time. Anybody ever been there besides me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand. The issue is, the word says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The truth is, many times we have a trivial knowledge of things, but we don't have a rhema. We don't have a revelation of it. So we hear it, we agree to it, but we don't have it fully in us yet. Remember in those five steps of solidifying your faith, it says pray with your heart, a heartfelt, earnest, boiling prayer. When you get revelation of certain promises, they start to boil in you. In other words, they start to have a positive pressure. So that if you crack it, you know, it's kind of like, have you ever cooked with a pressure cooker? Let, let me just see the hands of the people that have cooked with a pressure cooker. These are my people. These are my generation. Yeah, that's what I thought. A pressure cooker, you can cook things a lot faster when you get them under pressure. And so they put the lid on it, and they'd crank up, they'd heat it up, the pressure would start to build, and all of a sudden you can cook things really fast. You use them in canning and everything like that. But goodness knows they also have an escape valve because the pressure gets up to the pressure gets up to a certain temperature. You don't want it to still build pressure in a metal can. Okay, that's a bad bad plan, right? You want an escape valve. Well, all of a sudden that steam starts to come out of that pot and it starts to whistle, and you're like, man, that thing's up to pressure. Why? There is a positive pressure on the inside, and you've got a little valve that it's coming out of, and it'll start to whistle, and it'll start to scream, and it'll come out. You need to be an annoying whistle to the devil. You need to have so much of the promise of his all abounding and all abundance on the inside of you that when he comes and starts to poke you with his little pen, all that comes out of you is the hot boiling steam of the glory of God. And see, many times we've not had that. 
And then we're wondering what's wrong. We hadn't turned up the heat on that, on that promise yet. We hadn't gotten revelation of it yet. It's not, it hasn't made a positive pressure coming out of us. We did a message one time like what are, called, what are you full of? What are you full of? And, and the end result was when the pressure comes, what comes out of you? What comes out of you? When the devil backs his dump truck full of garbage up to your life, what comes out of you? You know, all right, we're in North Carolina, right? Okay, you know, if you do that, generally, in North Carolina, at the wrong house, what's coming out of the front door is a, is a fistful of fury loaded with a 12-gauge shotgun. That's what's coming out in North Carolina. That, that's it. Like, uh-uh, no, you ain't dumping that here. Get off of my yard, Right? Get off of my yard. You're not dumping that here. You're not doing that on my property. That's when you have a right. You know you have a right to your property. How much of the property of God do we know we have a right to? See, that's the issue. We don't have a boiling revelation of it inside of us. So the devil backs up and goes, well, that's just life. It's just life. It's just what happens. You take one step forward and two steps back. No, that's not life. That's not life at all. Actually, that's the exact opposite de- description of life. The life in the Bible is the Zoe life of God. means that you are filled to overflowing all the time in every area of life, moved on towards an abundance to do every good work. This is the definition of God's life. So are we taking the world's definition of life? Or are we taking God's definition of life? What's inside of us? What's boiling? Devil, you're not backing up your dump truck and unloading on me. I don't care what the doctor said. We've got, we've got pictures. We've got doctor's proof of cancer being completely eradicated and removed in people's bodies. Not under a knife. By the Spirit of God. It, most of these are within the last 12 months. Many of them within the last 6 months. No, you're not dumping it here. Oh, what is this bill in the mail? From the IRS. Oh, oh, oh. You know it's demonic if it sprouts fear in the hearts of men when you see a letter come in from certain initials. Some bondage. What's this letter from the IRS? All of a sudden, the devil's backing up. He's backing up his dump truck, getting you to try and receive something. Are you going to sign the paper for it to be dumped in your yard? Are you going to be like, no. And I'm not telling you to tell the IRS where to go. I'm just telling you that God will handle it. I want you got to give disclaimers because people misunderstand stuff. They'll get on the phone. Well, Pastor Brian told me that I need to tell you. That's not what I said. I'm saying you don't receive it as done that way. You receive it as handled, as handled, as handled. You receive it as handled. Sometimes people hear a message like this, they get a little bit of revelation on They take it way further than they should go. (laughs) My pastor said, next thing you know, I'm on the news trying to defend what you said to the IRS. You can reference this video and look back and see what I actually said versus what some crazy church member might have thought I said. Amen. Y'all know who you are. All right. 
You have to be able to receive to give. Okay, ready? Exercise. We've done this before. But what I want you to do, I'm going to ask you one, two, three, and I want you to give me all of your breath. So I want you to exhale. All right? I want you to give me all of your breath. Are you ready? Exercise. Ready? One, two, three. Keep giving. Give me more. Give me more. More, 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 more. What? Wait, wait. Yeah. Because at some point, you run out of breath, and if you don't receive again, you got nothing left to give. You have to receive to give. You have to receive to give. So we have a revelation of giving, and we want to be big givers, but if you don't know how to be a big receiver, you can't be a big giver. We've got to receive to give. Now listen to this. There's a balance of giving and receiving. We can't give without receiving. Many are waiting for God to blow their harvest in. They're just waiting for God to blow it in. Like, well, and here's what it sounds like. Well, if God wants, he'll bless me when it's the right time. This is what, when we're waiting on God, it sounds like this. Well, if he wants me blessed, he'll bless me. If he wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. Did you know he wants everybody in the world to have salvation? And he's made it available and given it to them, but... There's a difference between receiving. You know the story of the woman with the issue of blood? Everybody, There was an anointing present to completely heal and restore, but only one person touched God with faith, touched Jesus with faith, and received. Many were touching him physically, but one was receiving. One. There's a big difference between being there and receiving. This happens every Sunday morning at, in church services all over the world. People come and they're there and they're present and they're touching God. They're not touching Him with a faith for reception. That's why I'll tell you many times, are you going to leave here the same as what you came in today or are you going to receive something today? By faith. See, you don't do it by feeling, you do it by faith. Lord, I know who you are. And I might have some stuff to work on, but I know who you are. And I know you are here this, mo this morning to bless me and to change my life, to change my thinking for me to repent. I was going this way, and now I'm going that way. And that doesn't mean that you're an awful, evil person. It can just mean I really didn't know that about receiving, but now I see it. I need to be in a reception line. I need to be a good receiver. And all of a sudden, your, your heart changes toward it, your mind changes toward it, and your whole life changes because now you, there's a flow inside of you. It's not just an always given out. There's an incoming and an outgoing, and there's a very healthy flow, the balance of giving and receiving. Now, say this with me. We receive, we receive. By, faith. by faith. We receive. We receive. How? By faith. by faith. Faith always begins with a word or a promise. Faith always begins with a word or a promise. I want you to see it. So that's always the inception of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That word there is a revelation. It's a rhema. It's an alive word. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the revelation. Let me just say this to you. If you're listening to preachers without a revelation, you're not going to be growing in your faith. Might I say that again? If you're listening to preachers who don't have a revelation, you're not going to be growing in your faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema revelation, by the word 
which means that word is not just a word written on a page. That word is a revelation. It's a revelatory word. It's an alive word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the revelation, the rhema. Now, one of the things that you can talk about is one of the things a marker of ministers with revelation is they'll have an authority that others don't. If they have a revelatory word and they have a rhema word, they'll have an authority. Why? Because with that revelation comes an authority. With that revelation comes a faith. With that revelation comes manifestation. You'll see fruit in a ministry like that that you don't see in other, in other ones. Every ministry should carry fruit, but, one, but definitely if they carry a revelation, you're going to see fruit in that ministry. You're going to see that. We receive how? By faith. Faith begins with a word or a promise. So you can look in that word. You can look in this Bible right here. You can look in this Bible right here. And you can find promises and you can find words. And they're written to you. And they're written to each person. There's a word. There's a rhema. There's a revelation there. And when you see that word and you make it yours, now faith comes. Anybody can look in this word, go to this word, and start finding those promises. Now, there's some things where there's a context to it, you know. Like, you could look at, well, Jesus walked on the water, so if he did it, I can do it. How many people have tried that in your bathtub? Like, get two or three inches in there and step in, you know. You didn't, Jesus had a word to walk on that water. That you can't take a promise because God gave a word to somebody else. You, it's got to be your word. It's got to be to you for this time. He says he never did anything but what he saw the Father do. So in prayer and time with the Lord, the Lord spoke to him and said, walk across that water. And when he walked across that water, it worked. That's why it won't work for you because you didn't have a word. You just wanted to prove your faith. I'll leave that right there. But when you go in here, you got a context and you got a promise that's yours, you can make it yours, and when it becomes yours, now you can, have, you can apply faith to it and receive it. Now, I'm going to talk about two different kinds of words here in a, in a moment, but faith begins by a word or promise. Faith ends, faith ends in Hebrews 11:6 by faith and patience. In other words, I will start the manifestation process when I receive that word. I receive the word or promise, I receive revelation of it, faith begins. It's like the markers at the end of a movie or a TV show. And, not cut yet, but we start, we st action, and faith begins. Thank you, Barrett. I was looking for the word, action. All right, and action, and all of a sudden faith begins. If you can imagine it, it's coming from heaven right then. It's moving in your direction right then. Sometimes it's super quick. Sometimes it takes a little while. Doesn't matter what it is, it's coming. It's on the way. It's working in me now. I have it now on the inside of me. It's working in me now. But it says in Hebrews eleven six, only follow those who through faith and patience inherit, inherit the promises. So you don't follow people that don't have fruit of the promises of God. You don't follow them. If they don't have fruit of the promises of God, the Bible tells us not to follow, follow them. In 2 Timothy 3, it's, it tells us this, 3.5. It says they can have a form of godliness but deny the power. Do you know what denying the power looks like? It doesn't mean that you stand up and say there is no power and God doesn't move in power. That's one way, but that's a surface way. You deny the power when you don't walk in it. 
If you don't have the fruit of it, you're denying it on some level. You're not believing it. You're not applying it. You don't have it on some level. So he says, such men as these that have a form of godliness but deny the power, avoid such men as these. So you can see where the, where the situation of the church has been because we've been following a lot of people with a lot of fruit with no manifestation, no inheritance of it. No wonder the church has gotten itself into a jam over the last few years because we've been following people with no manifestation and no inheritance of it. But he says this, that faith and patience. What does that mean? That means my, my faith begins action and then it doesn't stop. But in this journey of manifestation, if it takes a little bit, the devil's going to come and try to dump doubt into your life. But you got to look back when that doubt tries to surface. you got to look back and say, did I have a promise? <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. When he comes to dump doubt in your life, you got to look back at the word and say, did I have a promise? And like, did it change because the devil showed up? Did it change because doubt showed up? No. Nothing's changed. I still got a promise. I still got a word. I still got a revelation. And then, and the devil may try to do that a bunch of times. Well, you just had, you know, he did that a bunch of times. I told the story at Kickstarter. He did that with me a bunch of times. I'm called to preach. I knew that. I had that written in my heart from the time I was eight or nine, around 10 or 11, 12. I knew I was probably supposed to be a, a pastor. I had that in my heart. God wrote that in my heart. And I go through life. My parents go through a divorce. It, it kind of just breaks my thinking it messes me up a little bit and then I go through and then Nicole and I meet and when she and I meet I'm not going after the Lord strong he's still my Lord but man I'm not living by him and then we meet I, I get up ready to preach I figure out I'm not perfect and so I run away from it because I'm scared of the responsibility of it I did that I don't know how many times I don't want to go back and count how many times I went through this cycle. Do you understand that from the age of eight or nine, when he called me to preach, I started heading towards that thing. But I had a word back then, that same word that was back then is the one that's here, you're here and preach now. But in the middle of that, I had times where I went back and forth and back and forth and the devil came and he threw doubt. You're not perfect. You're not able. You're not adequate to preach. And I let doubt come in. I broke my faith and then I had to pick it back up. God's telling us don't let it be broken. Just keep it in faith. Be patient. Don't let doubt enter your heart. If I gave you a word and you received that word, you're on the road to manifestation. Don't let the devil dumping doubt in your life or sin or temptation break off that word from God if it was a word he could see all the way through it if he gave you a word and a promise he could see all the way through your mess ups see all the way through your stuff and he's giving you a promise you're going to that place you're going to that place you're going to that place amen come here Dylan you're going to the place He's giving you a word. You're going through. You know it, and I understand. I've been there. You know I've been there. You know I've been there, but you're going through. He loves you. He's got a plan for you. You're going through. You're going through. You're going through. 
He's bringing you through. He's showing you some stuff. He's going to move you into some things. You're going through in Jesus' name. You're going through. He loves you. He wouldn't have given you that word and so many others that word if you weren't going through. He wouldn't have done it because he saw the end from the beginning. He saw all the stuff, all the stuff I brought into my life, all the stuff you brought into your life. You're going through. He's got a plan for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Devil's tried to come in and dump doubt in you. He's tried to come in and dump so much stuff. In the name of Jesus, devil, get your hands away. We stand in faith today to receive all of your anointing, Lord, and receive your protection and your grace in Jesus' name. Just stand with me right now by faith. Say, Lord, I receive your hand in my life and your word to come to pass. You wouldn't have said it if it couldn't happen, and I receive it as done. Lord, now, in the name of Jesus, strengthen him, guide him, give him every bit of strength, every bit of grace to make him, make him step right through it in Jesus' name. I'm not telling you that stuff won't come up. I'm not telling you that the devil won't try to bring doubts. I'm not telling you that your flesh won't fight it. What I'm telling you is no matter how big he does that, you can go through in Jesus' name. You can go through. You can go through. And you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it now in Jesus' name. You're doing it now in Jesus' name. You're doing it now in the name of Jesus we're walking it together. We're going through it together. You are not alone. We're doing it now in the name of Jesus. We're going through in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So faith begins with a word. Faith ends and manifests with faith and patience and not doubting in our heart. But in the middle, in the middle of faith, faith takes. Faith takes. Faith believes that we have received. In Mark chapter 11 and verse 24 it says this, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them. Believe that you have received them. This is what the Lord wanted me to get you to this morning. Lord, I'm taking that thing by faith. I'm taking it. When it says, believe that you have received, you'll hear preachers sometimes say, faith takes, right? Faith takes. They are not unscriptural. You're not going to go in the English Bible at this moment and find a place that says, faith takes, as far as I know. There could be a, a spot or a translation I'm unaware of. But what they've done is right here in Mark eleven twenty four, when it says, believe that you have received, that Greek word there means to take it. Yeah. Believe that you have received is one Greek word, and it means, I take it. I take it. I take it. And so the devil comes. He has the doctor's report, the, the accounting report. He has whatever. It's not that we come against the doctors. We don't come against the doctors. We don't come against the accounting report. No, we come against the lack. We come against the lack and we take that prosperity by faith. We take that healing by faith. 
Faith begins with a word and it ends with faith and patience, not doubting in our heart. But in the middle, faith takes. Faith takes. I'm telling you, the Lord told me to bring this word to Boomerang this morning. It's time for this church to take the promises of God. To believe they have received them. Stop letting the dumping ground of the devil sway you away from what you already have in your spirit. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He's already granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And He has granted to us His divine nature in Jesus' name. His divine nature. He's already given it to you. It's in us now in the name of Jesus. It's in us now. It's in you now. It's in you now. I believe that I have received it. If I have a word, I have a right to take it. If I have a word and a promise, I have a right to believe that I have already received it. I've already received it. And see, when all the garbage comes up and the devil tells you you're not worthy, you can tell him, no, I wasn't worthy outside of Christ. But in Christ, I am worthy. In Christ, I am able. In Christ, I am adequate. In Christ, I believe that I have received my righteousness. I might not feel like righteousness, but I believe I have received it. My bank account might not feel like it's full, but I believe that I have received it. My... my, body might not feel like it's healed but I believe that I have received I take it now in Jesus name see it's an action in the middle of faith that says I take it I have it that's why you'll hear me when I'm praying for people I'll say I have it now I'm not waiting on it I have it now and then if you have it now you take it with you and as you leave the altar and you go out the door you're taking it with you it doesn't just all of a sudden fall off because you hit the door no I have it I'm taking it with me I'm going with it I'm carrying it with me I'm a carrier of the promise of God I won't be denied I'm going out I'm taking it I will not be denied the devil's not stealing it from me everywhere I go the Lord has given me this ground everywhere I go I have it I take it it's mine in Jesus name I take it everywhere I go I have it I take it I believe I have received it I take it I have it I believe I have received it I take it I have it I believe I have received it you can put all the pressure you want you can back up your little dump truck. I still got my promise. I still got my word. You're still working in my life. As you are, so am I in this world. In Jesus' name, I have it now. I'm not letting go of it. I take it. I'm not loosening my grip. I believe in you, Lord. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is it yours? Do you take it? Do you have a word? Do you have a promise? Do you have a word? Do you have a promise? Did God not know that, he, that you were going to miss it and fail? Did He not know that you were going to slip and not feel it for a while? If you had a promise, you still got it. If you had a promise, it's still there. He saw the end from the beginning and He said, you're going to make it through. That's why He gave you the promise in the first place. He said, He knew you could make it through. He knew you could receive it. He knew that you would have that promise and that it would remain. We're trying to say that God didn't know what he was doing, that it took him by surprise. Oh my goodness, I didn't know, I didn't know she was going to fail like that. I didn't know she was going to have those thoughts. Oh my gosh. No, 
I didn't know he was going to slip and fall. I didn't, I didn't know that, that he'd have to you know, stay in faith to get over to Zanzibar. I didn't know that. Oh, you mean it took him a little bit of time? Oh, God. Gabriel, Michael, did you know? No, he gave you a word. He saw it through. Say it with me. He saw it through. Yeah, he did. He saw it through. He saw it through. If he hadn't seen it through, he wouldn't have given it to you because then he'd have been a liar. He's not a liar. He's seeing it through. Every bit of it. You think he's going to give you a promise and then leave you destitute of wisdom and peace and grace on it? No, it's there. Do you take it? Do you take it? Do you take it? Do you take it? He saw it through or else he wouldn't have given you the word. Wouldn't have given you the promise. He saw it through with provision. He saw it through with abundance. He saw it through. Boomerang, it's time to take it. It's time to stand on it. And by faith and patience, not let doubt come in. You got a word. And if you got a word in the beginning, it's the same word that will see you through to the end. You're going through. Say it with me right now. We're going through. Say it like you mean it. We're going through. I take it. I believe. I have it. It's mine now. I'm not letting go. The devil can try all he wants to, but you're not letting go. You're not letting go. You're not letting go. I'll say a couple more things to you. Number one. Dropping off some of my notes here. Because I feel led of the Lord, it's time to minister. Glory to God. Man, I feel that anointing. Hallelujah. Ho, ho, ho. There's a reception happening today. There's a reception happening today. Will you be a part of it? There's a reception happening today. Will you be a part of it? I want you to see something. If he says, don't we know that a lack of faith is sin in Romans? It tells us that a lack of faith is sin. It says that, that he is pleased. It's impossible to please God without faith. In Hebrews 11, it's impossible to please him. So faith is a requirement in God's eyes. Faith is a requirement. But he says this, he says in Mark eleven twenty four to have the God kind of faith and do it right, that we have to believe that we have received it. So if I don't believe that I've received it, I'm going to be unpleasing and in sin. If I don't believe that I have received it, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I see, if I don't believe that, if I don't believe that, then I'm going to be in a bad place. I'm not doing what I need to be doing. But that word also means that it's to take it. So if I don't take it and make it mine, then I'm not doing uh, faith the way that I should be. I want you to see this. When he made it a requirement for you to believe on his word and his promise, here's what I want you to see. No matter how you feel or what you see, he put every word and promise within your grasp. Because he can't tell you to take it and it be outside of your grasp and hold you accountable for it. That would be unjust. It would not be right. So the moment that he said... I want you to believe that you've received and I want you to take it. He put that within your grasp. I want you to see this right now. Every word and every promise that God's ever given you or ever will give you, it is within your grasp. It is not too far out where you can't grab a hold of it. You, can, you have the ability to grab a hold of it right now. If you have a word 
Now, this is the other part that I was going to go to. I'm not going to, but let me just tell you. Two different types of words and promises. Number one, a word or a promise that's available to everybody all the time. Number two, an individual word or an individual timing that's not always available to everyone or not always available at every time. For example, you know, go buy this, I'm giving you this car now. That's an individual word, I'm giving you this home now. Go marry this person. Those are individual words. On those individual words, you need to hear what is the promise and when is it available. That's what you have faith in. But you have other promises that are available to you all the time. The healing is the children's bread. Prosperity, all of these things that are wrapped up in salvation. You don't have to wait on it. It is part of your rights as a kingdom, as a citizen of heaven. It is part of your rights as a child of God. And the first one is an intimate fellowship with the Father. Jesus is the door to the Father. We have a right to the fellowship with God. Anybody at any time can believe on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe that God raised Him from the dead, and they can step through the door. They can step into that promise anytime, anywhere, anybody. Anytime, anywhere, anybody. All they have to do is take Jesus as Lord with their faith. Believe that they have received a Savior. Amen? A Lord. A risen Savior. That's all they have to do. But then you, then you also have in that package of salvation, you have healing available for anybody at any time. You have prosperity available for anybody at any time. You have protection available for anybody at any time. You have restoration available for anybody at any time. You have deliverance. All of that available at any place, any time. All of that was wrapped up in Jesus. But then you have individual words that people try to take those individual words and they try to say, well, God's given me prosperity, so he's going to give me this Lambo right now. No. You need to hear a word, and you need to hear a timing. Well, God wants to give this to me. He does want to give you this. He wants to give you in abundance, but you need to not be in presumption. Those words are words that he will show you and give you. And when he gives you a word, now, and a timing, now you take it. Now you take it. It's like the church over in Troy, you know, starting that. He gave me that word three years ago. But then last year, about this time last year, he said, 2022, now. You take it. Oh, see, I started taking it when he gave me the word, but I didn't take the timing of it yet. I just started praying it out. That's our church. We're going to have a church there. We're going to plant that church there. It's going to be a lighthouse for you in that place. And I started praying it out in the Holy Ghost, mostly in the Holy Ghost. I started taking it with my faith. That's ours. You're going to give us the anointing to do it. But I didn't go and do it until I had the timing of it. So you have two different types of words and you want to make sure that you're clear between those two. Everything that's wrapped up in salvation, you can take it now. Here's what I want you to see. Regardless of what word or promise it is, when He gives you the word and you know the timing, it is within a grasp. It is available then. It is now faith is. Now I have it. I'm not waiting on it. I have it now in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden you step into that place. The devil may try to back up his dump truck with doubt and unbelief and all the reasons why it won't work. Who gives a rip? Who cares what he backed up to your house with? Who cares? 
I got a word from God who cannot lie. That joker lies all the time. The devil, he lies all the time. That's who he is. He's a thief and a liar. Why would I listen to him? Why would I even give him the time of day? Who cares? But God never lies. And he gave me a word. He gave me a word for healing. He gave me a word for prosperity. He gave me a word for protection on my family, on my babies. He gave me a word for protection. He gave me a word for restoration. He gave me a word for deliverance. He gave me a word that I can have intimate fellowship with my Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I take that. I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. I believe that I have received it now. I take it in my spirit right now. Immediately, as soon as you take it, that's the middle of faith. I got the word at the beginning. I got the taking in the middle. And at the end, I believe by faith and patience, I inherit the promises of God. Do I have any inheritors today? Do I have any people that's about to receive on a different level? Stop letting the devil deflate your sails by backing up his dump truck of lies. Stop letting him back up into your life, dumping his trash and doubt and unbelief on your loan. Stop letting him back up to your life by fretting, worrying, and carrying the cares of all the reports of the world. Who cares? Who cares? That pain may tell you, hey, here's this pain. Are you really healed? Are you really healed? Here's this pain. I'm the healed of the Lord. He carried it on the cross. I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. It's working in me now. I might not have been able to hear before, but my ear may be telling me, dump truck of doubt. Dump truck of doubt. My ear may be saying, you're never going to hear right out of that ear. My eyes may be saying, you're never going to see clearly out of that. But I have a word from the Lord. I have healing. My bank account may be yelling at me. Every week, every day I get text messages. Your balance is below this amount. Your balance is below this amount. Who cares? I have a provider. He's given me a promise. I have a provider. I have a healer. I have a deliverer. I have, I have a report of the Lord that shall not fail. He knew it when he said it. He's not letting go of it. He's not backing off of it. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. He saw all the garbage in between. He saw all the pitfalls. He saw all of my mistakes. And he still said it about me. He still said it. I take it, Lord. I'm walking it out. I'm walking it out. I, here's the issue. Many times that dump truck backs up and we start listening to it and then we just don't see, we don't see how it can come to pass. We're not the people looking for ways for it not to work. We're, look, we're the people that are looking for how's God going to bring it to pass. See, that was the difference between Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Zechariah the father of John the Baptist. The angel came with basically the same news. You've got to have a baby. And Zechariah said, how can that be? In a mindset of, how in the world is that going to work? I can't see any way. And Mary came with faith. When the dump truck of doubt popped up in both of their head, they had different responses. The angel, God, God sent the angel. He said, golly, you're going to have to shut up Zachariah's mouth. He's going to say something wrong and mess this whole thing up. So he was struck him dumb. 
Like, don't say nothing until that boy is born. Otherwise, you might jack it up, Zachariah. You need to shut up. Doubt and unbelief. Praise God, he learned his lesson. When, and, and then he started prophesying later on in faith. But Mary, who was blessed, blessed, angel came and said, you're going to have a baby. She's like, I ain't even been with anybody. How am I going to have a baby? You know, that's, you know, that's the logic behind it. But she, instead of being in doubt and unbelief, she was like this. How is this going to happen? How's it going to work out? Can you just share with me some details about, like, how, how are you going to do that? That's amazing. That's awesome. Glory to God. What was she doing? She was taking that promise. She was taking, she was believing already. She had received. She was believing it. See, too long, the church has been the one like Zechariah. God needed to shut us up because we're like, how's that going to happen? I don't even, I can't see any way. I don't even know how that's going to work. Like, are you sure this is true? Did you get the right guy? See, many of us felt that same way Sunday mornings. You're like, who's he preaching to? He's not preaching to me. Like, I feel like a piece of junk. I feel like a piece of junk. Does he know? Like Brian's preaching like I'm royalty, like I'm a king or a queen, a prince, a you know, princess of God. Does he know who he's talking to? Does he know who he's talking to? Yeah, I do. Because I've seen with eyes of faith on you the end from the beginning too. I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the children of God made in his image, in his righteousness, that have promises laid out, has a destiny, a soul winner's destiny in front, a disciple maker's destiny, a healed destiny, a prosperous destiny, a restored destiny in Jesus' name. A restored destiny. A restoration in Jesus' name. A restoration. A restored destiny. A delivered destiny. That's who I'm seeing. A restoration. A destiny of heaven to give you a future and a hope for you to fare well, not for calamity. No calamity in this house in Jesus' name. No calamity in this house in the name of Jesus. Let restoration come. Let deliverance come. I want you right now to start putting your faith on, start receiving, start taking your promises. What are those promises that you know are yours today? The promises that are yours today. Let me tell you a few that you can put on. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Stop letting the devil dump, dump your flesh in front of your face and taking that as a promise over what God has said. The devil's a liar. He's trying to get you to look at past stuff. And he's trying to tell you that's who you are. That's not who you are. There was a miracle of creation. A brand new creation in Christ. Made in His image and likeness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. By faith, take that. Yes, sir. That is who I am. I know I don't feel like it all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel healed all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel wealthy all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel like a child of God all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel restored all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel delivered and free all the time, but that is who I am. I know I don't feel protected all the time, 
but that is who I am. Lord, I take that. Close your eyes right now. Lord, I take that. I receive that by faith, not by feeling. This is not a by feeling and it's not by thought. Faith is not thought. Faith is not feelings. We've, we've mixed that up. We think that when we get in faith, everything's just going to, we're just going to be like, everything's okay and all of our thoughts work out perfect. That's not the way it works. No, that's why I told us don't get weary in well-doing. Because weariness will try to come when you're in well-doing. That's why he says, put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Because right in the middle, when you have a promise of praise that will make you praise, there will be a spirit of heaviness that tries to come on you to make you believe. It's the dump truck of the devil's lies trying to make you. Grab a hold of it. Get inside of you that boiling pressure that when the devil pokes you, there's a scream that comes out of you of the glory of God. There's a scream of praise that comes out of you. There's a glory that proceeds from you because it's done mess with the wrong person. I got revelatory, positive pressure on the inside of me and he starts poking on me and I start praising God for what he's done and what he's doing and what's about to come through me. There's a positive pressure on the inside. It's a revelation. It's not just trivia. I know who I am in Christ. I will not let it go. Devil, you can dump all the trucks back into my yard you want to try, but I will not be moved by it. I have a promise that defeats every dump, dump truck load full of garbage that you would try to dump on me. Thank you, Father. And right now I'm going to pray on anybody that wants to take it today. Lord, I'm taking my promise today. I'm taking my healing. I'm taking my prosperity. I'm taking it. I believe that I have received. I'm not waiting on it. You made that promise now. I'm not waiting on it. I receive it now. I have it now. I have answers. I might not know the details of it, but I have the solution in Christ. I'm not waiting on it. I take it now. In the name of Jesus. When I come by you and lay hands on you, you take it as an agreement of faith. An agreement of faith. Lord, we agree together. That grace that's on Pastor Brian's life, I receive it and we agree today and that grace will be released into my life. And all of the dump trucks of lies and garbage the devil brings, they're going to be foiled today in Jesus' name. Lord, I take it. Say it with me right now. Lord, let me say it with me right now. Lord, I have a promise from you. Today, I take hold of it. You are the Lord of my life. You've given me power to follow your every command. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. You've given it to me and I take it. The ability to follow your direction. To make you Lord. By faith. I take it today. I have it now. And I believe 
that you died for me and that God brought you back to life. Signifying that any dump truck load that would try to hold me down in a grave, in death, signifying that God cut every chain. I'm free from all the junk, the doubt that the devil would bring. In Jesus' name. Today, I take it and I receive it in the name of Jesus. Vakabo, after I pray with you, you walk with me. If you have a word, you tell them. Raise your hands. In the name of Jesus, today, Lord, we take every promise. We take every word. It is ours. There's no doubt. We are seeing it to manifestation, no matter the time. But, Lord, we take it and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Broken everything that would try to stay in the way. Every lie that we believed and it stood in the way and in the path, we receive it as broken now. We receive the truth that takes us into all freedom in the name of Jesus. Able and adequate, running over in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Just say it with me. Say, Lord, I take every promise now in Jesus' name. Yeah, just receive that now. Say, Lord, I take every promise now in Jesus' name. So, Every promise, hold your hands out like this. Lord, let every promise come to pass now. Let every provision rise up. Lord, we will not be denied. We have everything that we need. Every bit of wisdom, every bit of grace, every relationship, we have it now in Jesus' name. We believe we have received it. What we need right on time, right in place, in the name of Jesus. There's that anointing there. Thank you, Lord, for your provision and your grace in the name of Jesus. Let them be marked with your light in the name of Jesus. Marked with your light. A new flow and a new flow, a new overflow in Jesus' name. Lord, a new overflow, a new overflow in the name of Jesus. It'll be marked in your finances. It'll be marked in revelation. Now you stay in humility. You keep your planting. Don't let it, don't let it disturb the roots. Ha ha, koda koda in Jesus' name. Don't let it shake the roots. I take it. Say it with me. I take it. It's mine. Yeah, it is. Amen. Glory to God. Are you having pain right here? Is somebody having pain in their neck right now, like right above their shoulders? Raise your hand. Be right back. Right above 
the shoulders. He just showed it to me. That was the weirdest thing. And when I lay my hands on you, it's coming to pass now. Healing be now in Jesus' name. Yeah, say, Lord, I take every promise. I have it now in Jesus' name. Now move it around. Hold her up. Anointing strong, I know. Move it around. Is it hurting anymore? And we'll just praise him. <laughs> glory to God. Hey, glory to God. That was the strangest thing. I felt it. Are you having pain anywhere? <laughs> glory to God. Amen. I take it. We have it. We have it. We have it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Ah, so we're not waiting on it. We have it now. It's yours now. It's yours now. It's yours now. Glory to God. Oh, baby, ni habo korubroba banamosaba hara hari ocha evo opraga braga dingo baroho donoroso. No dump trucks. <laughs> no dump trucks alas. <laughs> Sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> no dumb trucks of lies. We're not having it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that was Elf, in case that was a great quote from Elf. <laughs> yeah, say it with me. Say, Lord, I take it. I have it now in Jesus' name. Hey, glory to God. Yeah, take it. It's yours. It's yours. Say, I take it. I have it now. Let me just say, you know, those two different types of promises and words, the ones that are always available through salvation, you don't need to get counseling on that. You might get some more clarity and more revelation. But the ones you get counting on are the ones that are personal or the timing is personal. Those are the ones you definitely need to confirm before you stamp it and say, God told me this. Before that happens, get confirmation on those. That's where you have a good pastor. In Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I take it. It's yours, yeah. I have it now. No more dump trucks. No more dump trucks of lies. Say, I take it. I have it now. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. I take it. Say, I take it. I have it now. It's yours. It won't even frustrate me anymore. <laughs> it won't frustrate me anymore because I have revelation that it's mine now. I have it. The devil can back up all he wants to, but it's not going to work. <laughs> It won't frustrate me. Just say that with me. Say it won't frustrate me. Because <laughs> I have it. I have it now. Yeah, you do. Hey, say I have it now. In Jesus' name.
I have an announcement. There's a new sheriff in town. In Jesus' name. There's a new sheriff in town. The devil's not running that town anymore. But there's a new sheriff with prosperity and healing in his hands. And he has the reins of your life. In Jesus' name. No more lack. No more lack. No more every bit of provision in everything for all abundance for every good work. Whoo, but I kind of old. How to be? Hey, that kind of bolso. Hey, to be. Did you receive the ministry you needed this morning? <laughs> Say, I have it now. I take it. It's mine in the name of Jesus. <laughs> No more dump trucks of doubt. Amen. Amen. You receive that? Yes, I do. Well, it's your business to make it happen. It's your business to not allow it. So it's our business to not allow those dump trucks. You understand? It's not like God just goes, okay, zap, no more dump trucks of lies, no more dump trucks of doubt. No, they're going to show up. He told us they're going to show up. The issue is, what do you do with them? I take it now. I take the solution. I have reception of all the promises. I take it. Say, I take it. I have it. In Jesus' name. I take it. I take it. I take it. Say, Lord, I take it now. I have it. I receive it. In Jesus' name. I want to say, you know, when we take it and we receive it, we also don't receive the doubt that we can't do it. Even when God tells us, well, you, you got to do something your flesh doesn't want to do, you say, I can do that. I don't receive that dump truck full of doubt that I don't have the power to say yes to this or no to that. I have the power in Christ. He's given me the power to submit my flesh. He's given me the power to go forward. Lord, I submit my thoughts to you. I submit my words to you. That's, <laughs> I see that. I submit, Lord, I said, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Lord, I submit my words to you. You give me the power. I take power. Now I receive it so that I can live in the fruit of godliness, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. So self-control of those words, self-control of my actions and thoughts. I take your godliness. I take it. I take it. Now you pray in the Holy Ghost more and more. How many times you've been taught? Even Brother Tracy said pray in the Holy Ghost. Now you need to do it. Every time I stood in front of you, he keeps telling me the same thing. He needs to pray in the Holy Spirit more. Just start right now. And I want you to understand that. I don't know that I've ever had that in all my years of ministry where I've stepped in front of the same person and the Lord keeps telling me that. What that tells me is God's got a plan for that. He's doing something. 
And as you yield, as you're willing and obedient to that command, he's going to open up a door to you and open up a new chapter that couldn't have been if you weren't willing and obedient. So you take that, set a timer on your phone, whatever you got to do, but you pray in the Holy Ghost all the time. Set it, remind yourself. Be diligent to remind yourself and to honor it, okay? Lord, I take it. I have it now. Pointing. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. You keep praying as long as you need to up here. Now, this is not um, spiritual discernment, but you look like you're leaning some. Are you having trouble with your back at all? Oh, here, stand up straight now. Well, I don't think you are. Turn around. No, right here. Back, line up now. Hips straighten up. Legs grow if you need to. Lord, in the name of Jesus. There's that anointing now. Body, be whole. In Jesus' name. You feel that? You feel that? I take it now. I have it. Thank you, Lord. Just receive that anointing now. Lord said it was your time for prayer, not hers. I have it now. I take it. No more dump, dump trucks. No more. <laughs> He's even going to give you the ability to throw away stuff that you kept for years. And it's representative. If Holly's in here, she's probably praising God. I'm praying for your <laughs> husband. She didn't know I was praying for you. She had her eyes closed. Now she knows. <laughs> You're going to see in the natural the ability to throw away stuff that you thought forever you had to hold on to. And it's going to be representative not just of that, but it's going to be representative of some of the old thoughts too and the old ways. I don't have to hang on to that. That's not my supply. That's not my source of joy and happiness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, just say it with me. I take it. I have it. <laughs> yep. Do you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Grab a hold. Just with your arms right now. Take like Grab it. Yeah, amen. It's yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I told him to pray more. Laugh more. Ooh, bring the couple. Bada kita basi. 
Say, Lord, I take it. I have it. It's mine. Not waiting on it. You gonna take deliverance today? It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. So padanama. Spread your arms, lift your arms to heaven. Lord, right now, every bit of pain. Sakaramo. Lord, heaven's normal be in Jesus. In Jesus, say, Lord, I have it. I take it. I take it. I take it today. <laughs> I take it today. In Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I take it. I have it. It's mine. In Jesus' name. No more dump trucks. <laughs> nope. That's a good one to get in. Nope. Devil? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That'll serve you good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> hey, I got a dump truck full of lies for you. Sign it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Open the cannibal sebe, bonobo. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and see, that's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to back up with some news. He's going to be like, nope. <laughs> Not just you, this is for a bunch of people. You just get the receipt for them. <laughs> That sounds like a jungle bird. I take it. Say it. I take it. It's mine. I'm not waiting on it. Woo! Positive pressure on the inside of me. Subara. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, I take it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Gustavo Bonstoro Banquelo. Ha! City in Jesus' name. Wholeness is hers. Every promise is hers. Every promise. <laughs> I take it. I take it. Amen. Yeah, you do. I heard it. <laughs> I take it. Pobre, <laughs> 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 
Now you go back and listen to today. Okay? Yes! I take it. Say, I take it. It's mine. I receive it. Not waiting on it. Yep. Yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She would got warm in here. Maybe in a minute. It's time to increase our reception. We need to be better receivers. You know, if you imagine, imagine a tube of fuel, it's throttled, you've got a small opening, and we need to open that. We need to become better receivers by faith. We need to set our sights higher. Sadokorodum, Beninukobrado. Bunch of drunks. I walk in this morning, nobody's ever not even ready to receive, and now they're all receiving. That's job finished. Amen. But we need to get that opening bigger, get that spout flow more and more in the reception of God. Reception of God. Reception of God. You know what's a marker when you're receiving well? Joy. When you're receiving well, you can laugh. When you know it's done, like then the devil does something. That's why God, sit, he who sits in the heavens laugh. Because he's like, he knows it's done and the devil's still, you know, the devil's still acting like it's not done. Like God's not going to come through. He, the devil's still acting like he's got his chance. Like he's going to win. Like he's still acting like that. The issue is when we believe that. The issue is when we think like the devil thinks instead of thinking like God thinks. Like this thing's done. It's done. You already have the victory. You're already seated with him in heavenly places. You're not seating with the devil in hell where he's got authority over you. You're raised up with him according to Ephesians 2 and seated with him in heavenly places at the right hand of God. You already got the victory. 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 There we go. You already got the victory. It's already yours. Already. Devil's trying to throw stuff in. You already got it. In Jesus' name. Yeah, you already got it. Daughter, do you think my love has failed you or been so short that it couldn't reach you in every part of it? No, no, no. No, that's just the devil trying to throw a dump truck in your yard. Stand up against him and resist him. Lord, I take it. I take it. Say it with me. I take it. And I receive your victory, Jesus. I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. Glory to God. Stay the Kumato Kabo. Yeah, there it is. Woo. Yeah, glory. Let that anointing flow in Jesus' name. You already got it. Yeah, that's that peace. You see that? That peace come in. <laughs> see that? It's funny how the peace of God 
can take all that heaviness and all those heavy weights, and all of a sudden they just kind of melt away, and you're like, wow, where'd that come from? Oh, that feels nice. That's real nice. Glory to God. I just feel happy. You see? That's the Lord helping us. That was available the whole time. We just got to take it. We just got to take it. Just got to take it. Just got to take it. Grayson? Now, you receive that. Now, just receive the rest of it. In Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I take it all. I take the full answer. I receive it all. I don't just receive part. I receive it all. Yeah, then take it. Take it in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, by faith, I take it now. I got it. I got it. Yeah, it's yours. It's mine. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, peace and grace be in Jesus' name. There's that anointing. Thank you. Now see, you just take that anointing with you and it'll solve all the stuff. You take that with you. Don't, don't you know, just like when I walked out the doors a while ago, you don't drop it just because you walk out of here. So it's not just here that's blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Bobani, you're carrying an anointing. You're carrying it with you because you're a child of the King. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you take it today? What time is it? Man, y'all weren't ready to receive. I was going to close it down. Now y'all done received all the way to one. You didn't really think I was going to close it down, did you? Huh? I can. I will if he tells me. Just pray in the Holy Ghost with me. Just receive. Close your eyes. Just receive right now. Lord, I take it. I take it. I don't receive the dump trucks anymore. <laughs> Only thing those dump trucks going to do is take the old garbage out of the way and they'll be commissioned by me, not by the devil. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I take it, Lord. I take every promise, every victory in Jesus' name. I take it. I take it. See the Kanamasa. And uplifting now in Jesus' name. Something's happening right now. There's an uplifting. Uplifting in your health. Uplifting in your finances. Now you just take it. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I feel a shaking. In your life, just take it now. 
Adaboso, Doprano, Ehete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, it's good to see you again. Hallelujah. Good to see you receiving too. Amen. Amen. I take it. I receive it. It's mine. Someone say this, I take it. Say it again. I take it. I'll receive it. It's mine in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you receive that? Amen. Are you going to continue to receive that this week? Because it's not just a one-time filling. We're going to keep being filled and filled and filled and filled. Because the Bible says our spirit man is renewed day by day by day. Not just on Sundays. Amen. So you receive it tomorrow? Are you going to receive it on Tuesday? Every day? Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I have some uh, good news for you. And I have some greater news for you. And I have some best news for you. Good news is we're going to Highway 55 today because it's Holly's birthday. She's in Super Kids. Tell, tell her happy birthday later. Uh, better news. This weekend is Holy Spirit weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, I want to let you know, we will not be having prayer night, but on Saturday, uh, we will be going bowling. Amen. Come on. Who's excited about that? We're going to be going bowling be, uh, in place of Soul Winning Saturday, but not really in place of. It's, go- it's still going to be a Soul Winning Saturday because we're encouraging you guys to invite uh, people outside of Boomerang to come and be a part of family because family is going to be what's going to keep people here. Amen? So we want to invite people to be a part of family. That's why you got that little ticket with you when you came in. That is not for you. That's for, someone, that's for you to invite someone uh, to be a part of this. Amen? And then on Sunday, we're going to be having Holy Spirit Sunday Holy, with Holy Spirit service uh, this coming Sunday at 4 p.m. Put your expectation high for this weekend because it's going to be awesome. Uh, every time we have Holy Spirit uh, service, it's always phenomenal. We start at 4 p.m. so that we give the Holy Spirit plenty of time uh, to move. Uh, we have youth tonight at 4 p.m., uh, and I'm excited. We've been going through a series called God Did Say It Would Be Easy. And uh, it's been, we started last week, and it's going to get even better tonight. I'm excited about that. Uh, Impact Tuesday, 6 p.m., that's always amazing. Um, we also want to let you guys know Easter is coming up. Uh, you also have a little invite card. We want to invite you to use those to invite people for that. We also have an egg hunt the Saturday before. We'll be giving you guys more information about that uh, as it's made available. Uh, and if you want more preaching and teaching like this, every single weekday we have an on-time word for you for, on Lunch Plus, and we want to encourage you to be a part of that. But with that being said, we love you guys. Continue to receive in Jesus' name. We'll see you uh, next time. Amen. Amen.